0: I just want to convey something real quick before we get into this episode. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in the news, not as much as I think there should be, of human trafficking. So there's a, uh, an event that's coming up, like I said, on August 12th at the Marriott Shoals Conference Center in Florence, Alabama. It's the second annual Fight for Freedom benefit for Hollis Hope. Hollis Hope is a nonprofit organization in Florence whose mission is to provide hope and healing to women who have lived through human trafficking and addiction. It empowers them to find their purpose and live in freedom. They support women on their journey to emotional, physical, and spiritual wholeness by providing safe housing, therapy, employment, and more. Hollis Hope is currently supporting four survivors. All proceeds from the Fight for Freedom benefit will go towards funding the Hollis Hope two-year residential program. Rebecca Bender, who will be speaking at this event, is a survivor of trafficking and is the CEO and founder of Elevate Academy. Kaylee McEnany will be the keynote speaker, She's the former White House press secretary and current co host of Outnumbered on Fox. Again, if you're interested in attending this event, it's on August 12th at 7 p.m. at the Marriott Conference Center in Florence, Alabama. You can purchase your tickets on their website, hollishope.org. That's H O L O S, hope.org. They're still looking for another business sponsor, so if you're able to fill that role, I'd encourage you to do so. If you're not able to attend this event, but you would like to support them, please consider making a donation. They're always grateful for volunteers, and they have a shopping list as well. We will put more information down in the description. Thank you, and let's help end human trafficking.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mishmash Men podcast. Uh, Today, you're here with me, Dustin Labar, and to my immediate and direct left, Mr. Adam Mauser. How do you do? I hope everybody's doing okay today hope you enjoyed the last episode um as always i don't want you guys to forget but charlie mike uh never weaken charlie mike never weaken we got our t-shirts on today uh they're one of our our favorite companies a sponsor a friend of the podcast for any and all of your t-shirt needs you need to go to them you can check them out on instagram you can find their their you can go directly to their website um f- through our link tree on our instagram if that's easier for you guys uh, and it'll actually bring you right to our shirt they have mishmash men shirts. They have Those are great, by the way. The mishmash men shirts. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. They're super comfy, form yeah. fitting. Um, they make you look like however you want to look. Like if you want, if you want more muscles, they help you with more muscles. Yeah. Um,
0: I weigh like 110 pounds. Yeah. You, but it looks but like
1: you're a jacked 240 at least. Yeah. So, um, but. They, are, they also have RFTB Studios t-shirts. They have Reaching for the Bars podcast t-shirts. And they have a bunch of other cool t-shirts that they can do. You've, been, you've seen some of the ones that I've been wearing recently. Um, so they should be your first stop, if you, or any of your t-shirt needs.
0: And so. if you if you doubt, if you're just like, I, I wonder if they would really do this, just reach out yeah. uh, to Charlie Mike, Never Weekend. And, uh, and ask the question. Yep. I mean, the worst I can say is no.
1: And, and typically, they're pretty good about getting your T-shirts done, even if it's a special order, and they do it very quickly.
0: Yeah. So uh,
1: today, this is something that's very topical and probably pretty easy for us to talk about because we do it. Uh, but I do have some questions to ask about it. So the CrossFit Games are upon us. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that are listening, um, you may have heard of the fitness regiment that we do called CrossFit.
0: Is that a cult? <sighs>
1: That's a loaded question.
0: I say no, but
1: um, I would say no, um, but I bet some gyms are more culty than other gyms. Oh yeah. So I so I so as a whole, I would say no, but that there's probably some gyms that are more cultier than others.
0: I stayed away from it just because it seemed kind of like, yeah. but, it's a, but 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 once you start doing stupid. it, you're like, eh, it's just, yeah, it's it's not a cult. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a bunch of people that have sense of community, and that's what keeps you yeah. coming back.
1: Yeah, that's right. It is a sense of community. Um, so. We do CrossFit and we do the, you know, workout every day, but the top level athletes go to something called the CrossFit Games. So you may be wondering how you get there. So there's the CrossFit Open that you do. I do. Everybody can do it. Right. And even if you've never done CrossFit before, you can go to a CrossFit gym and sign up and do it. It's online. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Good community, depending on your gym. Uh, it's, it gets pretty hype. Yeah.
0: And you can track your results over years. Correct.
1: So actually the app does a really good job of showing you how far you've come. You can download the app and it shows you how far you've risen. So if you're good in the open, so anybody can sign up. It's online. They post the workouts. It's three weeks. The top 10, I'm not going to speak to everything, but just in the open sense, the top 10% of athletes from each region get to go to, um, get to do an online qualifier called quarterfinals.
0: And what's, how big's a region? Or how many regions are there? Maybe?
1: I don't know off the top of my head how many regions there are. There's the, obviously the most amount of regions is in, in America, right? And then you have like Australia as its own. Um, like Canada, Canada and part of the northern United States are one. And then you have like the nor- the southeast and America, and then like Europe is has maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so but it's obviously. There's more peak crops that started in America, so the the bulk of it's here, but it's also expanding very rapidly, so there's plenty of other regions in the world. So if you make top 10%, you get to do an online quarterfinals, and then I think in your region, the top 120 in your region make it to semifinals. Okay. And then they're separated among the regions.
0: And there's another competition after the local, then the regional, and then... Yeah, then so, the semis, so so right.
1: open and quarters are both online, right? And then you actually travel to go to semifinals, wherever your semifinals is. Then, depending on your location, they take a certain number of people from from your region that finish, you know, somewhere between maybe two finishing spaces to five or six finishing spaces, depending on how big your region is. Um, and those people go to the CrossFit Games. So it ends up being right. like 60, 40 to 60 people, I forget now off the top of my head, that go to the CrossFit Games. They go, right now it's in Madison, Wisconsin, and they go there in every year to compete. So that brings me to my first question.
0: Well, oh, go ahead. It, they almost moved to Birmingham. They were pretty if you close. They yeah. were pretty
1: close. Well, I think it's when all that switching started to happen. Yeah. Oh boy. I think that was all, when all that switching started to happen, and then they were like, ah, we'll just stick it out here for a yeah. year. Yeah,
0: which whatever. is too bad, because that would have been... Close I mean, enough to been, like drive down. Yeah, the it would have been a watch.
1: nightmare for all of us. We've would been going crazy there. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, but it would have been fun. Yeah. It would have been fun.
0: All right. Sorry. I can cut oh. you off.
1: So my first question is, do you consider, so obviously the games is trying to compete. It's like a sporting event. Yeah. Like with the NFL or something. Do you consider it to be a sport inherently like CrossFit as the sport?
0: I, I do. Um, it's got some more maturing to do. Yeah. Uh, at the elite level. Right. Uh, but I do because, and not because they have this arranged CrossFit open, yeah. um, uh, thing yeah. in order to get to the elite athletes competing, but it's, um, there are events that you can compete in that athletes compete in and they're, they're pretty much standardized. Now right. there's, it's kind of difficult sometimes with the judging. And I think that's where the maturing comes in. Cause yeah. right now the judging seems to be, I don't, let me say this. I work out at a CrossFit gym, um, I enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I don't enjoy the sport enough to – I don't get into I, – I if I happen to c- come across it, I will watch the, the games on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't like – Search it out. I don't seek it out yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, uh, But it is exciting to watch. But I've noticed uh, it's hard to determine what the real judging criteria are sometimes Correct. from athlete to athlete. And that's, that, I know that's frustrating for the athletes. Yeah, so
1: that's a good jump-off point. So, so part of the reason why I'll say – I guess it's a sport, however, professionally, it's not there yet, and here, if, if you've never seen the games, they basically take volunteers as your judges, yeah. or as your, what if you're not sure what it is, it'd be like your ref, they take, they take volunteers, yeah. so if you went to, so the criteria is like, you have to judge a certain amount of people in the open, and then maybe you go to quarterfinals and judge, or uh, semifinals, and then you can go to the games and judge, but really these people are just like, just normal.
0: It could be me. It could right? be you.
1: And you could just go there. So it's really difficult when you have an unpaid labor force that's just volunteering to really ham like crack down on them to make sure that they're they're better or they follow a st- specific standard. Standardize, yeah. Standardize. Because you'll watch, for me, I've been doing it a long time, so I maybe I scrutinize a little bit more.
0: Oh, I'm sure you But know.
1: you watch and you're like, well, this person is getting away with basically whatever they want to do. Yeah. And this one judge who's trying to, prove a point is like, I'm not letting anything get by. Right. Uh, and then there also, you have the thing like, you know, if you're a CrossFit athlete, you may be in awe of the person you're judging. Like, oh, I can't believe I'm judging. And you're just letting them get away with murder because you're like, I'm not going to no rep right? X, Y, and Z person. Um, so that's like a, a huge hurdle. I think they need to solve that probably first. Excuse me. That that's like a big deal to not have any kind of standardized judging.
0: I yeah, think. that excessive professional courtesy because yeah. you know there's there's this guy that you've looked up to for years. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you find yourself grading his uh, chest bar yeah. pull ups. Ex-
1: exactly. And you're like, I I can't even say anything. It's yeah. too amazing. I think that's that's hurdle number one. Hurdle number. But d- let, let me oh, say no, something ahead, on that. Go ahead.
0: Not uh, all officiating, whether it's NBA, like I'm, when you're talking the top tier. You know, as George Carlin would put it, the three—the only three sports—are baseball, basketball, and football. All the others are games or activities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that aside, those are probably—they have the most mature officiating. But even they struggle with sure standardized calls. Uh, So everyone's going to struggle with that because you have a human in the loop. That's correct. And I and I, I, there's a propensity lately to, um, use like cameras and AI and all this other stuff. To uh, to try to sanitize the judging and make it less, I think that's trouble. I think you should always rely on a person to make the judgment call. Anyway, yeah,
1: you're right. No, you're right. You're right. Um, The next hurdle, which now I'm blanking on what my next hurdle was. Um, So we have our judging. Then we have oh oh oh. So if you turn on a football game, like even if you're not a football player, it's kind of clear who's on offense, who's on defense. Like somebody's trying to do do something. The scoring makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's this kind of thing. They haven't figured out how to make it viewer friendly so that if somebody clicked on it and didn't know what was going, even me, who knows what's going on. Sometimes I don't know what's going on because if the cameraman focuses on one person for too long and then pans out, you don't know who's, who's done anything. So you're just like, I don't know who's in the lead or who's not. Right. They tried for a while to have a scoring ticker. Do you remember that?
0: It was no, a scoring,
1: So it was a scoring ticker they would put up like it was j- like counting reps, but it was so wrong all the time that they just took it away. Yeah. So it'd be like this person's at, oh, this person's in the lead. They have a hundred reps. And all of a sudden a person in last place, they jumped in the front and it's like, oh, now this person's in first place and you don't have any idea. So it's really difficult to get like to get people that don't do CrossFit to watch CrossFit as like a sport. That's, that's fair. That's,
0: so, that's completely fair. And that's and I think and I'm what, exhibit A on that. Yeah, yeah. I do it and I still. Yeah, just,
1: so, so, I mean, we watch it. And, uh, but we really know what's going on. We really have a good idea what's going on. We, you know, we kind of have competed before we know, you know, what's going on, but you're not going to get just like a casual person. Like, let me throw in some sports Yeah. because it's just like, it's not, it's not a nightmare. Like it's a nightmare to watch that cause you don't really know what's going on. So that is a big hurdle, uh, in terms of the CrossFit. Games. Agreed. Um, here's my big pet peeve. So I don't, um, this is probably not going to be well received, but it's, it's my big pet peeve. Just like you said, CrossFit as a sport or, uh, you know, some kind of league is in its infancy, correct? Yeah. So I think part of the problem is a lot of the athletes that are top tier are, like, because you hear these, I don't know if you've heard a lot of the stuff they're complaining about their pay and they they don't like how much money they make and they have all these things because they don't have I have heard a little jobs. bit of whining about that. Well, they're skipping to the, they've picked a sport that's new and they're trying to skip all that hard work. Yeah that that like that the uh, like your forefathers have to do right. like the, the the originators of the sport so like in the 60s if you played in the NFL you played your season and then you went home back to the factory and you worked the rest of the year right because it wasn't enough
0: money because you had to pay the bills yeah
1: so those guys they did it cuz they loved it and then they made a little bit of money and then those were the guys that paved the way for these million dollar contracts right
0: same thing with baseball
1: yeah for sure 100% yeah. i think any sport is like that because yeah. it starts out and it's just people are doing it for the love of the game and then um, they, they paved the way. So part of the pet peeve is you yeah. have the, it's hard to relate to these guys. Cause they're, you're like looking at them and you're like, you don't have a job or anything. Yeah. You're just like hanging out.
0: Other than you might be part owner of a gym or, and you're yeah. really just the draw to the gym.
1: Right. Or you, maybe you've got a couple of sponsors, but then you'll have people, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's this, just this weird thing where they're like, they ask for help. They want all this stuff and they're like, well, I don't really want to have to go to work. I need to be able to train three times a day. And I just am like... So it's hard to connect to those people. Yeah, It's not hard. I'm not trying to connect with the NFL player, but I get it. Like, they're, you know, they they literally, they're in a sport that's well-established. So these guys are incredibly gifted athletes. So they get to skip the queue in terms of, like, making money in a job. And they get to run, jump, right? Like, an NFL player gets drafted out of college and then makes... Ten million dollars. I get it. I understand. But that's because the, the way has been paved. So I don't know how, how you feel specifically about that. It's one of my big pet peeves.
0: So let me ask you this related to that. So the driver for the pay, the reason the, the pro football players and the Major League Baseball, the, the main sports hockey too, um, the reason they get that pay is because we are willing to buy a ticket. Right. And go watch the game. Correct. And there's a whole season of games. Right. And there's paraphernalia that I can buy. Right. Associated with a team. Right. And so that that kind of stuff feeds into what they can make, what they can demand through their agent as a salary. Now, the, you've got the CrossFit Open Games and you've got other competitions. Yeah. Um, But how many people are, pil- other than a bunch of CrossFit enthusiasts, yeah, like yeah. you and me, yeah. are going to pay to watch games, yeah, I mean, ticket I, sales?
1: Like, I wouldn't pay... Like, I wouldn't pay to watch it. Like, okay, so, so here's a perfect example. The NFL Sunday ticket Yeah, is, at, you know, hundreds of dollars. You get to watch all the games. Would you pay $100 to watch the CrossFit games
0: on TV? I don't even pay to uh, watch I mean, football. I wouldn't, I
1: wouldn't watch it either. Yeah. I wouldn't do it either. Um,
0: I'm a cheapskate. And,
1: well, I mean, I'm a, I, I'll am spend the money, but even... I, mean, I love CrossFit. I pay for it every month. But it's yeah. it would be really tough for them to be like, okay, now you have to pay to watch. I'd be like, get out of here with that. Yeah. But just like you said, I think this is another thing, is football or basketball... They're like, like family legacies. Like, people grow up, right. and you're like, I'm a Packers fan, or, or we're going to win. Like, our team's going to win. Like, right. we're going to win. It's like this big thing, and I don't know that they're – the reason I bring it up is because I've heard a couple athletes, me and uh, Mabry got into it about one. Like, one guy went, and he was like, oh, this is t- we need to start. We need to unionize. I only made $2,000 last year at the games. Unionize. So my response was, I'm not making you do it. Yeah, Like, go get another job. Like, if you're not happy with the money, go get a job and do this as part-time. And and then when you get good enough to win the $350,000 prize or $500,000 prize, then you can then you don't have to work anymore.
0: That'd be like you and me complaining that we're not getting paid enough as podcasters. Yeah. Um.
1: And then we're going to stand up against the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: I demand more pay from the like,
1: Yeah, that's that, <laughs> That's yeah. laughable. I can't even say it without. You guys <laughs> need to pay us.
0: To <laughs> bloviate so, on whatever.
1: I mean, I, th- I just think that's, like, you have to think about this. The UFC has been around far longer.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: The games specifically, like yeah. like competition, they are a way bigger draw. Like UFC pay-per-views, I mean, they sell million pay-per-views. At yeah, plus they fill
0: they fill those uh, arenas. arenas.
1: I mean, and and they it's still a new sport. It's yeah. still relatively new. So the the fighters. Don't get paid very much. So these guys, and they don't, they basically keep their mouth shut until they get to the big time and then they'll start asking for more money. But some of these guys will be like, you'll work, you may only fight twice a year. And then if you're in the USC, then maybe you get uh, $10,000 to, to show 10,000 mm-hmm. $10, to win. So $20,000. And you may be like for one night, that's pretty good. But he may only fight have two nights of work that whole year, right? And then he has to pay his trainers. He has to pay all these other bills, so it whittles down the, to nothing. The
0: doctor's bills. The, do,
1: the inevitably the doctor's bills. Yeah. Um. So like, and those guys are kind of just. But it's a hard no sport. Like I, oh, I yeah. think CrossFit's more of like you know like it's like oh look at my new noble. It's thing. not
0: nearly demand as demanding yes. as MMA.
1: So, you know, when I hear that, like I, I'm. Like, I support these guys that are, like, on the forefront of CrossFit. And in 10 years, they can be like, I'm the one that started that. Yeah. But you don't get to skip. You don't get to jump that hard part because you see the other athletes in other sports that are like, oh, well, they don't have to work. Well, right. yeah, I, I hear you. I hear that you, they you don't have get, to work. You got to get a fan base. But you have to get a fan base. That's what it is. And it can't be just the fan base that does CrossFit. You have to get people outside of it to, to, to do it, like, to watch it.
0: You, you might be talking about this later, but. Because the individual sports are, it's hard to follow the the scoring. Yeah. And because the events are, I mean, it's amazing to watch these athletes do what they do. Sure. Even if you've never picked up a barbell ever in your life or tried to do a chin up or whatever. Yeah. Just to watch them out there, it's amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. Because they are in, they're like world-class athletes without a doubt. But. It's hard to relate to when they're competing because it's kind of a long drawn out thing. Right, right, right. So it's hard to relate. Whereas football, you see the one, you know, the one team pushing the others back and they right. score. And then in baseball, you see a big home run. You see right. scoring in basketball and in right. hockey, et cetera. So right, how right. can they? Do you think they're going to retool some of the events to make to widen that audience?
1: I think my first initial thought, and this is we can we can talk about this. I think it served better as a team sport. I think it's easier to understand. Yeah, like people working together, you can see teams move. Like I think it's harder to watch as an individual sport. I like watching the team side of it if done correctly.
0: Would would that include also doing a team event to where they got to they got to move this uh, these atlas stones and jump leapfrog fashion? Yeah, you know, a mile or something. I
1: mean, I think there's making w- stuff up now. I think there's a way to like you, you whoever's programming or whoever's laying out the games. They have to figure out how to make it viewer friendly. So that's individual or team, right? Like, so, right. so like, it's easy to watch one of the events. This, you guys can look this up and watch some of the events, but some of the events, they may do something and then move an object forward. And that's, that dictates what round they're on. Those are very easy to follow. Oh yeah. Because you're like, oh, that person has their, Tangible. their thing is farther than the other people's thing, So they're farther ahead. That's really easy to understand. That's viewer friendly. But when you have w- workouts that are like right next to like it, they don't move anywhere or, mo- or move any objects, that's really difficult to follow. So it's like pretty much just a wash, a wash of an event yeah. for, 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 for spectators.
0: You know, two things came to mind when you were talking about that, that team event. Uh, one, a slightly more mature, very slightly more mature um, strength type thing is a strongman competition. Yeah. And people will watch that because they're like lifting heavy things. Yes. And they're moving an airplane, whatever. And they're, they're competing one against the other. But there was a show back in the late seventies, it was battle of the network stars and they would have these stupid, you know, they'd have be arranged in like three, I think three teams. Okay. And it would be like people like they get star of Kojak and you see other TV stars from comedies and movie stars and that sort of thing. And they're all in this, this silly show. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a team sport and it was something interesting to watch yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was somebody outside their element. So you, I'm not saying that we do this with CrossFit. Yeah. Uh but if you have that team sport and so you have their even if they're relay races right. it's something that is exciting and you can pull for your team. Right,
1: right. That's a, that's a good point. That's part of the reason why I think that that the team thing makes makes more sense to me. Yeah. Um it doesn't mean that you have to eliminate the individuals. I just think that I think that the way that CrossFit's set up right now is like the thing they make the biggest deal about is the individuals. The teams are almost like a like a secondary thought. To
0: draw draw an audience,
1: yeah. And then and then um, you know the the masters and and all the other things that are going on that are great for people to do, yeah. Um, but I think that they have to and they're announcing. That was my next point. If you've listened,
0: I've uh, heard they, you discuss it.
1: I mean, we offered. Reaching for the bar, said we will come out and do all your announcing, which I think we could. Even if we were, everybody was like, "These guys are the worst." We're still better than the guys that are doing it right now.
0: I, now it's. I've listened to some of it, and it's. I mean, it's difficult to fill dead space, and for and, sure, and and to try to attract, uh, attract a new audience that might not normally be engaged. Yeah, uh, you got to be on your toes, but uh, yeah, they, they don't do a very good job. They do
1: not, and uh, and like it's it's pretty funny to listen to them sometimes because me and Laura will just sit in our ivory tower and just berate these guys. He'll he'll like say something. It's like, Oh, you know, if she wants to win, she's going to have to lift that faster than everybody else. And you're like, Oh, let
0: me write that down.
1: Oh, is that a good way to win something is do something faster than more. It sounds
0: like someone's coaching. I've heard.
1: Yeah. Lift, lift more (laughs) and faster. Thanks. Mabry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to name names,
1: Um, but I, this was not just intentionally me saying to, to rag on CrossFit games that right. so so I'm gonna transfer over to now that I got all my all the issues I still think there's a great path I think it's fun I think it brings the community together I think people get excited around the you know it's a it's a series so especially the, the, the open. open the open and then I'll, and then if you do have somebody at your gym like we have Mary Helen right. she goes to semifinals everybody's like you know everybody gets behind her yeah, we, we get pumped. t-shirts and everybody's super excited to see her so th- it's like that raising up of a whole community when somebody goes Um, She's out
0: there training right now. Yeah, and it helps if that
1: person that you're you're rallying behind isn't like a jerk. Yeah, I don't get behind jerks. Which happens sometimes. Yeah, I (laughs) try not to get behind any jerks.
0: I don't. That's my Um, policy. I didn't get that on a shirt.
1: I don't get behind any jerks. (laughs) And you just keep standing in front of people you don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um,
0: Consider it done. (laughs)
1: Consider it done. All right, so the first CrossFit Games, you know when it was?
0: Um,
1: It's probably maybe earlier than you think.
0: Nineteen. Um. Oh man, I it, this was a quiz. Nineteen ninety seven?
1: No, you're ten years off.
0: Nineteen eighty
1: seven? No, 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 the other way. Two thousand seven. Yes, that's correct. Right. Um, so CrossFit started before that, obviously. Right. So it start CrossFit started in oh one. That's when Greg Glassman yeah. put out his uh, uh, his first thing or whatever he did. That weird guy. It was a
0: great model though that he developed. I
1: mean, he's crushed it. You know, he's given branding seminars to Toyota.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Because he said, you don't want. Like, people say, I am a CrossFitter. They don't say I do CrossFit most of the time. Right. I am a CrossFitter. So he's like, you want people to feel that way about the car that they're driving. Right. Like, I am Toyota.
0: He struck gold with this model.
1: I mean, he's... crushed Everybody... And there have been so many people that have tried... Functional fitness is not a new idea. No. People have been doing it forever.
0: And, and like, lifting weights? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's crazy. It's old school. Come and, on.
1: And, like, he took stuff that was already thing. He didn't invent it. And he just put it together. and said it works better if you put it together, which other people have been trying to do.
0: you have a model like, okay, if you're going to be part of my club, you got to pay some dues. Mm-hmm. And you got to you got to have some uh, some sanctioned coaching. Right. And uh, it's a great model. Yes. And it and it's effective yep. too.
1: And he said uh he was like the cream rises. so it's not a it's not a um uh what do you call it? what McDonald's is a franchise. Yeah. It's not a franchise. Uh, they pay an affiliate fee, right? So his view is you buy pay the affiliate fee to use CrossFit. That's fine. But then you can run your gym however you want. the build, no building has to look the same. You don't have to run it anyway, and that the best gyms will always rise to the top, right and that, which I think is
0: and you'll uh, discover pretty, a new way to do it that's yeah, a, that's effective. Yeah, a pretty fair a pretty fair model right uh, for it's like for, a federalism model.
1: yes, yeah, so it's it's pretty, it's pretty good. So he invented this. People started getting super fit, seeing that it worked. um and then Dave Castro, Familiar with him. Who, uh, who's, I guess his family's rich. He has this big farm in Aromas Car- uh, the ranch in Aromas, California. He had the first CrossFit games in June 30th and to July 1st, 2007. The interesting thing about this year is if you watch these, you're like, what in, how has it gone this far this quickly? Cause it's like a totally different thing. You're yeah. watching these guys and you're like, my God, what are they doing? I think it was, you could just sign up so you could be like, I'm doing that and just go out and compete and I think it was like $500 first place mm-hmm. prize. And then they had that like, I think they maybe had five to seven events. I mean, now there's 15 events yeah. through the whole weekend. So it's it's obviously grown that much. Then it started, then it finally went to um, a venue in California, like a big venue. And right. then it just started growing from there.
0: And then when did they start the like qualification to get to?
1: So it used to be a little differently. Like I think in uh, 10 and 11 or maybe nine, there was the open, and then there was sectionals. Or maybe it was just sectionals. Like, so you went and competed somewhere in your section, whatever they had decided, and then they got rid of that, and they went with the open and regionals. So regionals is very similar to semifinals, yeah. basically. And we used to love that model. It was pretty fun. Um, it's a little different now, but it's still it's still pretty fun. It's better than it was. Like, when they changed it from regionals to this... I don't know if you remember, it was a nightmare. They So you could... You could qualify for the open, and then they were like, and here's 87 different ways you can qualify for the games. You could finish fourth or better at this competition. You could finish third uh, or better, but if there's are somebody waited. here, it's, it's like you were like you couldn't follow. You didn't know who was making the games that year. You were like, I don't even know who's going because yeah. this one person took third, and they get to go, but this other person took second in this one, but they don't get to go, but she's better than her or he's better than him. It was an absolute train wreck, and uh, the phones were not lighting up for that. Yeah, I bet. In fact, they were hanging up on it because it was not good. Um, and then they switched back. But um, so they went to California and then they made a big move to um, to Minis- to uh, Madison, Madison. Madison. Um, so they do some pretty big uh, competitions or the, the, the stadium is amazing. They do an outside thing. And they do an inside uh, thing with the stadium. It's really fun to watch the weightlifting um, under the lights in the stadium. It's it's super cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, really fun. So. Um, this year, I think it's the very beginning of, um, August and they've already, if you're listening to this, they've already released a bunch of the workouts, but the first couple ones, they're doing a one rep max snatch and a one rep max clean and jerk, which are super fun to watch. Yeah. And so if you're not, so here's the argument, people will be like, Oh, that person lifted a lot of weight, but an Olympic weightlifter lifts twice as much as that person, which is fair. That's fair. Right. But, but the thing is, is that, okay, that person also can run a five-minute mile right? and do X amount of pull-ups unbroken. And I think what, what you were saying before is probably right, is that, you know, you, when you see these guys, they're basically physical specimens.
0: Yeah, they're, they're well-rounded they're athletes. W- they're, yeah.
1: they're very well-rounded in the sport of CrossFit. Right. A lot of them. So I think there's a weird thing that happened where, like, people were just athletes and they were picking this stuff up. Cause they always have a weird object or something different or a sprint, or they have some kind of test that's weird to people. And the people that typically thrive are the ones that are athletic, right? Because there are people that are good at CrossFit, meaning they can do certain CrossFit movements really well and they know how to pace those things, but they're not athletic in terms of like, Oh, I'll pick this up and I'll be able to figure this out on the fly. Like a good example would be Laura she's more athletic than me. So if you give us, if you gave us a new skill that neither of us knew before, she will figure it out before me and beat me in mm-hmm. it. Um, so like the one year they threw a baseball as far as they could, uh-huh. and it's but, but that that's what I think the, the weird thing is, is cause you have people that get good at only CrossFit, but they should, I like it more when they throw some of that weird stuff in there just to keep everybody honest. Right? Like, are you, are you actually an athlete? Like are you just like, have you just been only, okay, I'm going to go into the gym and I'm going to do my strength and I'll do these things that I think are going to come up at the games. And right.
0: then should involve agility yeah, and g- all those other like sorts of things, the, body, uh, body awareness. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, throwing throwing a baseball is a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, the sprint is a great idea and those, those are things that like kind of change it up a little bit and they, um, they keep everybody honest. Like they throw a new em- implement in there and the people that can adapt the quickest win. And the people that don't, you pay the price for not being adaptable. Which right. I think CrossFit really, ultimately, the goal of it is to be adaptable.
0: Well, I mean, it's about functional fitness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that that's um, of the same kind. That adaptability yeah. is functional right. fitness.
1: Right. So, like, if you if you fell down as an older person, you have Thanks. to. Thanks. You're welcome. I didn't want to say you. Uh, I did say well, you. You did say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually i i was do, i was doing something the other. I was climbing up on a ladder with i was on a ladder and maybe was helping me do something and I was like a fall from this height at my age could be oh devastating. Well,
0: you see me get down on the ground.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but there really is truthfully like when people when people tell me they can't do a burpee, like if they're like I need to scale this burpee to something else, I'm like you need to definitely never say that again because it's getting to the ground and getting up, which is a skill that you need to have as you get older for sure. Yeah getting down is probably the easy part but getting up is the is the trick making sure you can get up um, so do you follow the games at all or do you are you like do you even know who, vicariously
0: like, if you guys will talk about it and i might check on something okay. after you guys discussed it but usually i've got other things going on yeah
1: so basically the girl that's been dominating
0: oh Tia. tia yeah. she
1: just had a baby so she's not competing this year. So there's some excitement about yeah, who's next? Who's gonna, shoot. who's going to win? And then until she comes back, because she was like doing like a really hard CrossFit workout. I saw her post online, like, you know, a few. I mean, it's not that many. It, well, she she had the baby after me and Laura had the baby, so she's definitely not four months postpartum, and she's already doing like these crazy yeah. workouts. But I guess I mean, hey, whatever. Um, and then the guys. There was, like, that guy from Russia that couldn't get over here for, like, all those years, Roman Kronikov, and then he finally came over, and I think he's going to be a big deal. Uh, Justin Medeiros won. Uh, He's won the past two years? Two years. So whenever Matt Frazier retired, he then started winning the past two. So I think it's probably his third year. So there's some excitement in there. Rich Froning retired. Yeah. So he's not doing the teams anymore, and they won, like, seven or six out of the last seven years. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so there's, like, some excitement of what's going to happen there.
0: How big are the teams?
1: Uh, they're teams of four. They used to be teams of six, but four is a little easier to digest because yeah. there's a lot of moving parts with six. Um, but they would do, like, a, like they would do a worm, like the worm. Oh, yeah. Those with are six awful. people. <sighs> Could you imagine doing it with six people?
0: No. I mean, it's just too crowded. It's too
1: crowded. But, they, I mean, they had a long one. That's, yeah, right. yeah. They had a long one, and, uh, and they've shrunk it down for the four people teams but it's it screws people up pretty good
0: so so i'll describe what the worm is in case any we have any of our viewers that have no idea what we're talking about so <laughs> it's a long heavy sandbag and they have 100 pounds uh worms they have 150 pound worms and as you can imagine a big long sandbag it's cumbersome to lift up so it does require a certain amount of teamwork and uh it's you know you've got to have some good grip strength or clinching strength yep uh it's uh it's cumbersome
1: yeah and anything that's not like a barbell like inherently rigid when you go to pick it up or move it especially when you're working with other people it is so much more taxing oh yeah because you're it's not like you don't have a lot as much control over it as you do like anything that's like really like uh rigid or stiff that you can you can manipulate
0: and you it's easier to overcompensate on areas that don't necessarily need that strength right um because you don't know where it's going next that's right. That's so right. So you you overexert yourself without a doubt because it's different every time. Yeah,
1: because you have no idea. Yeah, that's right. So the and they do a lot of that stuff in the games now. They do like weird sandbag stuff. Even individuals, they yeah. do this, the the Housafel stones, but they did them in sandbags. You ever seen those? Yes. They look like a like a it's like a weird triangle, right? And then they wrap their hands around and they carry it like that. Kind of stuff is fun because like I I guess I like when these guys get devastated. Is really what when when yeah. somebody's like crying on the sidewalk because they couldn't make it. That's like really what I. That's really what I'm here a
0: for. Differentiator,
1: yeah, because it you know you can see who's been doing like weird stuff and who's not been doing weird stuff. Like I'll give Mabry's a perfect example. A perfect example. He went to that competition in Texas. After I hurt my back one year, I was supposed to do a competition. I remember in Texas, that, And yeah. he went and stood in for me. Well, the team's lucky he did because they did some weird stuff. And Mabry's got, like super athletic. Yeah. So there's a video floating around somewhere where they had to do double seventy pound kettlebell squat cleans for the, for those of you that are listening. Kettlebells start in the ground and you have to somehow.
0: And they're 70 pounds each.
1: 70 pounds each. So 140 pounds total. Somehow get them onto your shoulder and pass through a squat all basically at the same time.
0: Yeah. That's that's in his wheelhouse for sure. So
1: everybody else looks like they are dying. Yeah. Like can't do them. They're doing one at a time, putting them down. And then Mabry walks up to him and he's never done them before. He's not practiced them. He right. may have practiced them before, like like in the behind a little bit. Um but then he just starts going touch and go like yeah. he just starts. He doesn't break. He just keeps going and he crushes through him. And that's what I like that. That makes me feel like it's a sport. Like you have like athletes that are just like good at everything. Yeah. Which like I think like when you hear guys that play baseball, uh, like he got drafted MLB and he dra- drafted in the NFL. Like they're just true athletes. That's what I'm really like, what I like. I like when you see those guys that are like this guy can do just about anything. Yeah. Um, which is a big fear to people um, in the CrossFit community. It, or if it's not, it should be, I've never heard some people talk about it, but that if a guy that didn't make it in the NFL or maybe getting close to retirement, which is still a young, a young man, yeah. like in, I mean, retirement age in the NFL could be
0: at 28 to 32, 32
1: years old, yeah. that they're such a higher level of athlete that they could just be like, I'm just going to go do CrossFit. Yeah. And they, and they already Olympic weightlift the strength base, the hardest thing to get is strength. Right. So they already have that bias. Now you're just bu- building conditioning.
0: Yeah, and the skills uh, unique to CrossFit, like yeah. butterflies.
1: Yes, and they'll be able to pick that stuff up yeah. because of their athleticism. Right. So the fear is that these dudes will be like, maybe I'll just do that for funsies. Um, it doesn't mean that they're a win. It does definitely doesn't mean that they're just going to win.
0: But they're going to be a factor.
1: But they're going to be a problem for some people that want to make it to the games and maybe get kicked out by, like there was a guy named, I think his name was Marquan Jones. He made it, he's been doing CrossFit for like a little bit, and he made it to semifinals. Yeah. And so what, what that means is he kicked, um, he kicked, um, he kicked them out. I'll let you pause for one second, take this phone call, and we'll come back. Write
0: down 35 minutes. 35. All right. All right. I should have noted the time when you stopped. Oh, you're good. Shoot.
1: I felt like it was just easier to let it record. I'll just have to let Abby know we have to cut it a little bit. What were we talking about?
0: Oh, guys just stumbling okay. the games. Okay. Uh,
1: so 37. Could you write down 37.50? That's where we'll kick off. Okay. okay, so anyway, um, yeah, there is inherently an issue if these super athletes decide that they're just going to, like, you know, jump in and start doing it. But that doesn't mean it. I mean, I think the the sport's going to grow. I think the key, which is happening now, the sport grows when younger kids start doing it. So you see these kids that are starting to turn 18, 19. Right. They've been doing it their whole lives. They're also very athletic. They're not just, um, you know, pe- picked it up later in life. So they'll be able to compete with those guys that are...
0: Yeah, and their from form is sport. just phenomenal. Perfect. Watching uh, these youngsters get underneath a barbell, they can do things that I can't with, with arguably more weight in some cases.
1: Yep, that's that's right. And, uh, like, you can see that the form is perfect, and that will carry them, like, to be able to compete with those guys that just kind of pick up the sport just because they're super athletes, maybe from a different sport. Right. They'll be able to compete with those guys. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited about it. Um, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun three days. I do enjoy watching it. We typically skip through the slower heats and go right to the to the heavy hitters, but um, it is a fun weekend. If you're a listener and you don't do CrossFit and you've thought about it, don't watch the games and think that's what we do. Yeah, because we sure don't. You, I hear people say that all the time. They're like, "Is that what you guys do?" We're like, a version, but yeah. it's not that. Yeah. That is like, you know, that's like grabbing a football and being afraid that you're going to be thrown into an nfl game thats not what it is you're uh it's this is what we do is more for physical fitness um and you know camaraderie it's not like that that's a more competition but you should do yourself a favor and go check out local competitions because if you start doing it and check out the local competitions you'll have a better idea what's going on in the games right so yeah i thought it would be a good idea to kind of just talk a little bit about the games with it coming up and um and, you know, just kind of go over a couple of things and some of my pet peeves with it and some of the things that I think are going to um, make it in the future. So,
0: Can I can I add one thing real quick I to would, that testimonial? I would love for you to. So um, there are a lot of folks that, that might be listening and say, ah, you know, I don't know if that's that just seems excessive or you're going to injure yourself. I hear a lot of injury. You know, when I tell people I do CrossFit, mm-hmm. I usually don't broadcast it a whole lot, but I go to the gym a lot. What do you do? I go to a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Aren't you worried that you're going to injure yourself as one? And right. Um, that's you. You can injure yourself doing anything. Sure. And the older you get, the, and the less you use your body in an athletic fashion, and, or stay stay mobile, I'll say it that, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get injured. Like I used to have back issues galore, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of it was from flying and not being as physically fit as I should have been. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing about CrossFit is so well rounded um, that like the whole the whole core. Gets exercised if right. you do it right with good coaching. We have great coaching at this gym, right, 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 to where it's it's a non-issue anymore. That's right. Uh, and the other thing is, a lot of folks will like, ah, you guys aren't even doing pull-ups because yeah. they see the guys doing butterfly pull-ups. This is not even really pull-ups. Like, well, you don't know what the rest of us do to get to that point where you can do butterfly correct, pull-ups, correct, or kipping pull-ups, or whatever. Right. Um, and it's not really. Yeah, we're not doing a pull-up because it's a different muscle group if you're doing strict pull-ups. Right, right. But that's not the point of the. Kipping or butterfly pole. Correct. It's a completely get, different exercise. It's to
1: get more volume in in a movement, in a gymnastics movement. It's not yeah. necessarily, you're not really building strength at a certain thing in that, which people still do. So
0: it's a I shoulder th- mobility and a cardio. Yeah, 100%. Like it wears you out.
1: But. Yeah, I think those are good things to say. Yeah. Yeah, you're 100% correct. But,
0: on but definitely check out a, a local gym yep. and, uh, and give it a try because yeah, uh, if you're looking for something to do and uh, if you've got some disposable income.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good way to spend your money. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. fun. It's and a lot they, of fun. And they have energy drinks at the front and they're, that's a good use of your money too.
0: And some gyms, if you're lucky, they have a podcast associated and you could be slightly famous.
1: Only, yeah. Yeah. Only the the very select, very exciting yeah, few.
0: The elite, the, gym.
1: the elite gyms have a podcast, and possibly you know a studio, just a general <laughs> studio attached to it. So, uh, well, this was fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good thing with the games coming up. So it was good. Um, yeah, we'll do something fun with maybe a question um, for with a post for it to think who you're going who's gonna win the CrossFit Games or what do you think. So we'll we'll come up with something cool. Um, again, don't forget about Charlie Mike. Never Weekend. Um, we appreciate you, the listeners, and for for tuning in every week. Um, we really appreciate you guys and don't forget stay fresh cheese bags
0: stay fresh